This podcast is brought to you by ThamesCon, bringing conventions to Oxford and London, including the Great Conjunction, the first ever dark crystal convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dara, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart! Now go, you heroes of Thra! Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone. This is the Dark Crystal Podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and with me as always is my co-host, um, Sydney. So, Sydney, how have you been? Um, well, I'm a year older since the last time you guys talked to me. Um, I'm not going to disclose how old, but <laughs> I'm... I'm three Earth trines old now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Happy trine day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing well, adjusting to this new way of life and, you know, like everybody else, wondering how much longer it's going to be and making the best of it while I can. And part of that is you guys. So excited to be here. That's awesome. And also, I mean, I mean, returning to Trial by Stone is Jamie. So Jamie, welcome back. And I mean, have you been, have you been like, I know it's been a while since we've last had you on the show. (laughs) For so long, I've been, life's been interesting, as you know, Sydney and I, we live in the same state, but the whole world is going through this pandemic and yeah, just, I still work. I still drive to work. I'm considered an essential worker. So uh, I'm driving every day, Monday through Friday, seeing clients because I work with the developmentally disabled and all my family live here and we're trying to find a bigger house so that's been stressful in the middle of all this because you can't really see homes um and it's been yeah it's been it's been challenging um i had to get rid of my dog who i've had for 11 no nine years and that's been rough so i've been going through like a lot of like emotional turmoil and i needed some space like with like the dark crystal for me it is this place of incredible wonder and joy and everything that you guys love about it. But in order for me to be able to access that, I have to be in a place where I can. It's not like something where I can, like for me, I can flip on Blade Runner or Alien and that can help me get through my feelings. The Dark Crystal is, it's hard to explain what that is, but I have to be in a place where I can engage it. And especially now where you have 10 episodes, like if I'm going to start watching the show again, I'm watching all the episodes within two days. Yeah. I think, I think it's because the world of the dark crystal is so immersive that it's like you, you have to devote your all into it. When you pay attention, you can't, you can't like put it on the background and not really pay attention to it and just kind of have it be there. Like, you know, like a sitcom or something that you could just idly put on in the background that you've seen a million times, you know, it's with dark crystal, you want to give it your full attention and dive all the way in. It's, it's kind of a, which is why people who aren't in the fandom don't really get it because you kind of have to be the sort of person who goes all into it. 
Yeah. And I, especially for me, like when I'm like looking at the show, like, you know, trying to make like little, little fan videos now and then just for myself that I'll probably end up putting, <laughs> putting it on social medias, um, with trial by stone. But every time, like, you know, I'm just playing for, you know, going through the footage, I'm just like, Oh, you know, I could just, just watch it all essentially. Like, you know, I could just let the whole show play in my editing program and just, um, yeah, just, just to watch it. It's just, um, yeah, it, it is very incredible. And it's, yeah, yeah, it is one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you sort of have to commit to the whole show. Um, you know, you can't, you can't just like start with one and just, Oh, just, I'll just watch the second episode the following week or, or whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah. I used to be able, I would watch the dark crystal movie once or twice a week, every week. Yeah. And I was doing that up until August of last year when the show dropped. I have mm-hmm. not watched the film since because I don't feel like it's a complete story. Um, and I feel like the film feels like an episode. It doesn't feel like a complete story. And I feel like whatever they're going to do in a season two, if we get it, is going to bridge it. So I feel like I can't, I don't have enough information to watch the final installment. That's interesting. You know? uh, that's just me, of course. Um, that, that's, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Like, I definitely get what you mean, but I'm kind of having the opposite. Like, I immediately yeah i kind of immediately wanted to go back and revisit the movie after the first time that i completed um the 10th episode of age of resistance because i was curious to see how different the movie would feel after having new context um and what things i might see with new eyes that i hadn't noticed before because there's more information now to kind of start noticing things and connections making your own sort of connections that maybe wouldn't have seemed like important details before or maybe were details that you'd noticed but wondered about that maybe have new meaning now and I immediately wanted to dive into that and explore and see what I could find and um, it was kind of like watching the movie with with a new perspective and you're right Jamie in that there is a whole lot of information that we still don't have yet but I'm kind of I kind of like that I like having a little bit of mystery and ambiguity left um, I would rather have uh, chunks of the story left out for me to interpret on my own than be given too much information that I didn't ask for. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very wary of that. Yeah, I'm so used to the essentially hour installments where yeah. the Dark Crystal is like an hour and 27 minutes or something like that, um, not with, without credits, where the Dark Crystal movie feels like a final episode of yeah. a show. And I had this idea before where I thought it would be great if they used the film as the last episode in season two, if it's only going to get two seasons. So it's the completion of a story. I don't know if we're going to or at, or they use the film to open season two as yeah. episode one. And then we go back and then they come. I don't know what they would do, well, but uh, I'm, I'm a completionist, is, too, where yeah. I don't I like ambiguity, too. Like, I can't yeah. stand it when writers or directors or whoever are like here's everything let's tell you everything how did han solo get his last name i don't care it's, i don't want to know um i love i love mystery that's mystery is what uh, brings me to like some of my most favorite films i just feel like with the dark crystal it just feels incomplete yeah, yeah. I-, I think that's the that's thing fair. it's like we've got you know i mean if you think um yeah i mean the dark crystal is really like the last sort of episode you know it it's sort of the end of the story and age resistance of course is the start so it is kind of weird that it's like we're sort of in this um stage where it's like we've we've got the first the first act essentially the first act and the third act 
of this big storytelling, but we don't have the middle. It's almost like if, if with Lord of the Rings, if we had Fellowship and Return of the King, but we didn't have the two towers. Two um, towers I think- is my favorite one. <laughs> I know, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess it is sort of weird to think about that, that, you know, like it would be kind of crazy if we never got this, you know, season two or, or how, however more seasons they, you know, they're able to, to wrap up the story to sort of be able to, for the Henson company to be able to complete the story um, as they sort of, you know, you know as intended. Um, though I do kind of feel bad, especially, um, I'm, I'm just trying to think what's worse, you know, you know, not having the middle part of the story or, um, because I mean, sorry, I was just rambling, but I was just thinking, I, I just felt bad, especially like if we had to wait like, um, like twenty five or thirty years, you know, for season Stop two. It. Stop it! I'm sorry, I'm just going back to Twin Peaks. You know, remember at the end, like end yeah. of season two, like it ended on that cliffhanger, and then, you know, the fans pretty much waited twenty five years for almost twenty five years for um, you know, for the Twin Peaks to return. So I'm just like, I'm hoping we we don't get in that scenario where we have to wait. Um, another well, even look yeah. how much time how much time lapsed in the real world between the movie the dark crystal and then getting age of resistance and mm. how much how much time dark crystal fans have had to wait to have new yes, material yeah. on screen you know and we've had a lot of expanded universe type things on paper but yeah not any visual media not any cinematic media no you know since since the 80s so they announced power of the dark crystal mm-hmm. until they canceled it which was yeah. 11 or 12 years yeah. at least 10 years for sure there's been um, a lot then, of carrot dangling <laughs> taken away. Oh, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the thing. Like the the Hanson company, they they've been trying really hard to develop something since really. Well, I think it was 2005 when they announced it on the Variety article uh, that they're like, "Yep, we're going to do the sequel, and then we're going to you know had plans for um, animated series and and I think quite a few other projects as well, um, and um, and. Of course, you know, over those years, they, they sort of really fell through. And then it sort of was probably, you know, a couple of years ago when, you know, they were trying to pitch the project to, I mean, I mean, of course, this was during, you know, before um, you had your Netflix or your Hulu. And so this was like, I think around um, what they started pitching um, the show to Netflix and Hulu, I think in, um, uh, 2000 and, um, sorry, I'm just going through the website. Uh, it was a while ago, at least it wasn't, it was not recent. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the pitching and, and so like the pitching, like with the streaming services didn't happen till I think it was around May or June, 2013. Um, and that's when they initially pitched it as an animated series um which you know Hulu of course rejected it but Netflix were like hey you know we like the idea but <laughs> why not puppets um yeah yeah so it's um yeah it, it's it's definitely had like a very long development of trying to bring Dark Crystal back um but I think what we got is you know the best outcome essentially yeah. like getting puppets and it was back important and, yeah. it was important that it happened now too I think it was it's a perfect time for the series to have premiered for i mean not only for all the ways that it's culturally relevant socio-politically relevant um for audiences today to see and for kids today to see um but also just it was um i almost feel like it was 
not an accident in a divine sense <laughs> that all of that time was a struggle and it finally happened now at an age where we have the ability to stream it and the ability to have such a thing as Netflix at the height of popularity that it is. And then of course, right before this all happens when everybody's home all the time and able to rewatch it and we're able to binge it like crazy as many times as we want. And it's like, it never stops being relevant at that point. So it really was like serendipitous for it to happen at this time right Can you now. Imagine if, this was the year they were going to release it, I would have been like, no! You know, if they would have been in production or whatever, everything would have had to stop, you know? And we would have been like, who knows when they're going to be able to get back up and running. It could be three months, it could be six months, it could be 18 months, you know? And imagine how that would have manifested in the way the show um, ended up being in the end, you know, if they had to stop making it in the middle of it and then come back to it after a year of being on hiatus from filming, it would have been a different end result. I think that would have shown in, in the quality of the fact that there was a huge gap in the middle. And so that would have, that would have been crazy chaotic. Yeah. 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 So no, I think we are pretty glad that we at least got the, yeah, the first season before all these things went down. And I think it's really going to be interesting. I mean, with season two, if it does happen, um, sort of, you know, the impact of what the real world is sort of going through will be, you know, whether there'll be some elements of, I mean, we sort of have a little bit of that, like within the show with, you know, the whole darkening. And I know there's sort of been those comparisons have been made, um, but it'd be really interesting now, like, um, yeah, you know, it, if it does get renewed and they, you know, get back to start writing, um, you know, thinking about all these, you know, different themes and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I can't help but wonder if part of why we haven't heard anything yet is because maybe adjustments had to be made in the uh, in the script for a season two in order to be a little more relevant to what's changed in the world since last August. You know what I mean? Like it's it kind of makes me wonder if maybe they've adjusted it to be a little more relevant to specifically what's happening right now. Um, because so many people noticed and commented on how relevant the first season was and how, um, how many things it touched on that felt very familiar. And if they wanted to keep that up in a season two, I wouldn't be surprised if they had, mm, let's go back and revisit these scripts that we have. Cause they've already established that the story outline on paper was prepared for like four seasons. Um, should they get the green light for it? Obviously they didn't have the green light for it, but they were prepared from a story perspective on continuing the story. So I can't help but wonder if they were going to go back and retouch where the story goes next so that it's a little more relevant to what audiences are going through right now. Definitely. Yeah. Like I definitely think like right now, I, I reckon they're probably at least written probably the pilot episode first, like the first episode of season two, you know, as a way to sort of, you know, uh, to possibly pitch that. I mean, of course, Netflix, they, they would, I mean, and hence company, of course, that had the outline of, you know, they, they definitely have the plan from the start um, of how, what the end game is going to be. Um, but I am very curious whether there's already been, you know, some writing has, um, I'd be very curious if writing has already been done, like at least for the first episode to be like, well, this is what, you know, if we did bring back season two, you know, here's a, here's a script for, you know, this first episode, you know, just at least for them to, for Netflix to look over and be like, okay, you know, let's give this show a season two, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm just sort of, 
uh, speculating about all this. But yeah, no, it's um, as we all yeah. are. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, but we did have um, Jeff Addis go on record saying, you know, if they announce a season two, we're ready to go, whatever exactly. that means. And he went yeah. on record to say that. So that's yep. interesting. I mean, I would imagine that they probably have outlines for every episode. Of yeah. each. Maybe they don't have every episode written, um, but who but knows? But a general really. idea. Like Some a general good news. I, of, yeah. yeah. And, and that that's the thing, you know, with this time that's, you know, all being in lockdown or, you know, all stuck in our homes. And I think, um, um, you know, as much as, as we probably would have liked, I mean, it would have been very interesting had season two been announced like early this year and just how the show might have been impacted, you know. Um, but I think, I mean, that's the thing now. It's like, well, now they have, a, you know, if it is actually happening behind the scenes and we just don't know, um, then the good thing is that they have a lot more time, you know, to really knuckle down the story. Um, so, I mean, and, and that would be interesting whether, you know, if it does get announced, I I would suspect that probably they won't film till probably early next year. Um, and then you have all of 2021 of filming and then all of 22 to do um, post-production and, and have that release. I mean, you could potentially, I mean, potentially December 22, if they did, you know, if, if it's all going to go to happen. Um, or, but yeah, so it's, it's going to be really interesting to see like what, what the plan is going to be. And I think, and I think we're sort of being seeing some kind of evidence, I guess, um, things sort of being in motion, of course, with, um, the dark crystal, the official <laughs> website, which, um, it, I mean, this has been a website that, you know, it, it hadn't, it recently got a big update. And, um, I think, I think we were all pre- pre- pleasantly surprised about this because, um, they haven't updated the, uh, the website in a very, very long time. So, um, it was actually a nice sort of surprise when it sort of popped up and, I think it was someone on, um, I, I don't know who discovered it first, but yeah, it just sort of, oh yeah, it's, it got updated. Cause even I, I used to be like always, uh, going to that website every day and just saying, oh, I wonder if I'll do an update. No, they didn't. <laughs> it just sort of like, uh, and, and because of that, I've just like never gone to the website for a very long time. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that, which it's almost is like they've been listening to the podcast because <laughs> we've been, We've talked about that a lot. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Why isn't this website yeah. I updated? And I, 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 and yeah. And I think I was probably I was probably very nerdy when I um sort of talked. I, I think Jamie and I when we went to the Henson Company, and I think I mentioned it to um um <laughs> to Will and Jeff. I think a little bit about oh you know, it, you know if if they've heard anything about it, they'll update. You know, if the website will be updated because for me, I'm just like, well, personally, it, it should have really been updated since the show was released. You know, just be able to go information about all the characters from the show and um and that sort of thing it's sort of i was really surprised they sort of you know that you know they're trying to advertise the show it's like oh well you know to find out more information about stuff you know go to our website and then then it was just so very outdated um so like I'm, i'm i'm kind of glad that it did get updated um but i know there was been some little updates on the website that were just like oh you know i don't know about um a couple of little things i think probably the biggest thing that a lot of fans have been uh i think chatting about on the crystal shard of course is um i think i think it's mainly the glossary i think because i know the glossary i mean it's very well well written with some information 
but it always sort of like refers to specific episodes of age of resistance or this happened in this episode or or that episode it's like you know well the dark crystal wiki pages have been updated pretty thoroughly as well too um i know those are i don't know how official those are like who who runs those wikipedia is very unreliable a lot of the time but i do notice that um specifically the dark crystal wiki pages like that updated to to reflect the show pretty quickly and surprisingly thoroughly um it's pretty well organized so there's there's that as well that i think a lot of fans are looking to um as reference and it's possible that you know they needed to update the official site so that they didn't have to worry about people turning more to the wiki than the official site (laughs) because for a while there the wiki was a little more um up to date (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it certainly was. Like, I, I was always keeping tabs on it, you know, every now and then. And, um, yeah, seeing the website actually get updated and, you know, reading all the entries. And I was like, wow, you know, they, they actually done a pretty pretty damn good job. Um, so, yeah, so... Most notably, <laughs> which brings us to our discussion for the day, yeah. Canon. The updated Canon. And this is something Phil and I have what discussed before. Yeah, what... Because there's so much... There's so much continuity that's not that's not in continuity with the yeah. books and the the show and the film and what is canon and what stories are true and then there was like well someone I don't know who it was Phil um, who said they're like well you know it's like a myth some stories are different you know uh, like when people yeah. tell stories who was it who said that was uh, that was um. I think that might have been Jason Delgado, who's who's actually one of the hosts of the um the Gathering songs. Yeah. And I've I've made yeah. similar arguments as well to that, so we'll probably Yeah. <laughs> I have some thoughts on that as well, but Yeah. Um, I'm ready to go. But yeah, that that is Jamie, you're absolutely right of um a lot of fans have this idea and I I kind of lump myself into this category as well where all of the um all of the media that we have for the Dark Crystal, they're all kind of from different storytellers' perspectives. The World of the Dark Crystal book, um, which is like very much like these are all things from Agra's found library pieces, you know, things that the Agra's journals and things like that. We have uh, the myth teller narrating at the beginning of Age of Resistance. Um, so that kind of right off the bat tells us that even Age of Resistance, even though we're seeing things um, seemingly firsthand, this is still a story being told. Um, right off the bat, the Creation Myths comics, just calling it Creation Myths as opposed to, I don't know, the history of Thra or something, you know, calling it something more concrete. They, they called it Myths, and they're written very much in a sort of fairy tale folklore tone. Um, you know, interweaving the stories with the songs of Jara Jen and things like that. So there's always that question of, does the Dark Crystal world even have a solid canon when it seems like the varying storytellers element is something that's constant? Like, there are a lot of story elements that are not constant, but something that is constant is the changing perspective, the fact that we're hearing the story from different voices and who is more reliable than who, you know, it kind of reflects how even our own history here on earth is often warped and changed depending on who's telling it and what school you're going to and what news outlet you listen to and um, 
how much time goes by and the way that stories get passed down and change. It's like a whole game of telephone. And it's almost like that mentality for the, for the canon of the Dark Crystal is sort of a safety net from being able to say, here's an inconsistency. You can always just say, well, you know, that's the way that story was told by someone else. So, you know, you could argue that it's like a cop-out. You know, some fans who want a consistent canon would, would make that argument. You know, it's valid to have that opinion as well. But I'm kind of in the camp of I think it's kind of smart and clever to have approached it that way, where everything's from a different perspective. So you can't really rely on one solid canon. It's it's myths being told through the ages. Now I'm rambling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're all, they're all, they're all rhyme. Um, I guess as Joe would say, especially, with, you know, with, you know, with his books versus... Um, um, age resistance like yeah there, there are some things that do rhyme and and i mean and of course there are moments where it doesn't obviously but yeah just um the way it is um but yeah i mean really i think like with the books because i think with the young adult novel books like they were sort of being developed around um the time where i think the they were pushing for that animated series so i think really i mean if the young adult books you know they were going to come out and then a couple of years later though you know the animated series i think you know some of the ideas that were sort of in plan was sort of probably going to connect um with the books i mean especially more with shadows and song of the dark crystal but then but then once really i mean once netflix sort of gave the show the green light be like you know we want to do puppets and i think it you know by that point it was almost too late for Joe to sort of go back because I think by the time that the show got um, announced that um, one of the books, uh, I think Shadows uh, came out before or... Um, yeah. It was the first book released before the announcement. Yeah. But I th- would think like, and maybe we can go through this a little bit again, because probably Sydney and also you feel no more because I've only read the first book, but like go through some of the biggest, uh, I love the covers too. I love that they changed those covers. Those covers went from sort of eh to dynamic because they re-released them essentially. Um, yeah. But what are the major differences between the show and the books? Um, Where to start? So primarily point of view again cycling back to that we from the show we have um there right off the bat we're given three major points of view from rian deet and brea um whereas we never get those three specific points of view in any of the young adult novels right off the bat we're given naya's point of view and the entire first and last novel are written from the perspective of naya and she goes through an entirely different journey than what we see in Age of Resistance. We see little snips of Naya's journey in Age of Resistance, and some of what we see happen to Naya in the show matches a little bit with um, what we know she does in the books, but um, I think in the first scene that we see Naya and Kylan and and Tavra in episode three? Uh, Episode four, yeah. Yeah. Four. It was in there. They're all one long movie to me at this point um (laughs) uh, when we first see them in the show right off the bat I was kind of I had to remind myself that it wasn't gonna be the same like I kind of expected that it would because it was sort of advertised as such you know they put these stickers on the books that said like read these as a companion to go with the upcoming series 
and that implied that they were going to go together more cohesively. Um, but they, which was my biggest complaint, was not that they weren't cohesive, but that they were kind of advertised to be cohesive, and then they were not as cohesive as you were thinking they were going to be. Um, but and then. <laughs> Before the show released, they're about to release the last book, which released yeah. three days before the show. Yes. I remember saying to uh, one of our co-hosts at the time, Ethan, saying, why would I read this book before the show end came out? Why yeah. would I do that? Why would um, I read the ending of... But I also know that there's some big differences, too. Yeah. And, Phil, did you read Shadows or Flames? Did you read Flames before the series? Or did no, you wait? No, I, I, I held off. Um, okay. Because yeah, I didn't. I read they, it. Yeah, because based on <laughs> when I was chatting to yeah Ethan and Jamie, we, yeah we were definitely talking about these books, and even I was really surprised that they released the fourth book, you know, days before the show came out. Um, uh, yeah, that was something I was really surprised that they um they actually did that. Um, and but also I mean that was a, that was a big thing. I think yeah once ep when, when we got up to episode four, and then that was probably the moment where it's like, okay, you know, things aren't going to match up with the books. And, um, like, what was I bummed about? I'm like, uh, like initially, but at the same time, I was sort of like, I was sort of at the time, like I was sort of open to the show being very different to what the books are going to be. Cause I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, um, you, you can't always, um, you know, get the books to match to, you know, to the movie or your TV show, you know, being the, the, you know, being adapted. Um, and I think like they definitely did, you know, the best that they could in that scenario. Um, but then like in episode five, like, um, like there were things like that were, uh, in, you know, in ties of the dark crystal that sort of, um, is referenced or sort of referred to in episode, um, <laughs> in ties of the dark crystal. Um, so for me, it's like, you know, I had such a big geek out moment when, um, when Olga was singing the song of Thra and singing those words, you know, Kida, Kida and, and Aruguru and all those words. And that, you know, those words were sort of a big part of Tides of the Dark Crystal. So it's like, I, like I knew exactly, you know, this reference that probably not many people would. So I thought that was, um, that was a big thrill. Um, like, well, that's what I was going to say too, is that there were a lot of events like specific events that took place in the books that were accurately and cohesively represented in the show like um because i i wasn't patient i i did entirely read flames of the dark crystal before the show because i was like hey they were well, <laughs> not only you know did i want to like i have the book i'm not gonna not read it um but also I, I kind of put my trust in the company a little bit where I was like, you know what? They know what they're doing. They released it first. Clearly they know people are going to read it first. So it's not going to ruin anything really. Like it might reveal things that'll happen, but my idea of what constitutes a spoiler is always sort of up for debate because to me, it's like, you know, a lot of people have this idea that revealing anything that happens counts as a spoiler, but I think it's only a spoiler if something is spoiled in the sense of like, the effect of seeing it is taken away um but anyway in flames of the dark crystal i will say that book is actually more similar to the events of age of resistance than any of the other books are in terms of events lining up um i don't know if you ended up finding that as well phil when you read it but i think i almost got the feeling that shadows takes place a little bit 
just at the very beginning of Age of Resistance. And then by the time we get to Flames, it started lining up pretty, um, like the timelines line up uh, parallel almost. And that had to be intentional. Um, the, the final battle of Stone in the Wood is almost identical. Um, so of all of the events that happen, there are a lot of little differences here and there, primarily because the points of view are different. We don't see anything from Rian's point of view specifically in the novels. Everything is either from Naya's point of view, from Kylan's point of view in the second book, um, and then from Omri's point of view. And Omri's not even in Age of Resistance at all. No, no. Um, I'm, I, I know which, that was sort of a big shock for a lot of, yeah. you know, a lot of the Amory fans. I mean, including myself, like, you know, I was like, oh, I was kind of, you know, we were seeing all these um, characters and I, I mean, even I was sort of surprised seeing Naya and Kylan. Um, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. They're actually part of the show. I, um, that, that was, I was actually surprised um, when they showed off those characters and, you know, characters from the books. I'm just like, I, I, because even then, like, yeah, I really thought that, you know, this is going to be their own adventure. We're not going to see them in the show, but if we did, it'd be a cameo at the very least. Um, so to see them actually like be on the show and it's like, Oh wow. You know, <laughs> so no, which is really cool. But yeah, it, it is really interesting. Like with Amory, how he, um, uh, yeah, he sort of wasn't there in, in season one, of the show. So it, it'll be interesting if season two does happen, if they're going to, um, be able you know, to introduce the character mm-hmm. in the show. I think that'd be kind of neat. Um, yeah but who knows well, yeah when i read shadows my idea the way that they have naya going after or trying to find out what's happening to gurgen her brother gurgen is presented as the rian character yeah like you think gurgen's the main guy and mm-hmm. maybe gurgen's gonna be but then when age of resistance releases it's not really about gurgen at all i mean he's in it but um, and there's a moment where he's he's at the castle and everybody knows where he's at, but in the books, nobody knows where he's at. He's gone. He's left his duties. He's gone. Yeah. So you think Gurgen is this character like that's going to be a hero. Um, yeah. Not just in the books, but also in the movie. But then in the move, in the show, he's relegated to this psychic, um, yeah. which I love. He's great. He's a great yeah. character. It was just one of those strange things. And, you know, I mean, for the sake of balance, you have the Lord of the Rings films. There are differences in the Lord of the Rings films than there are in the book, but relatively the spirit of the book is the same. Yeah. The events might be a little bit happening a little bit different or a little bit um, different timing, but they are the same events and they did happen. Whereas yeah. with these books, some very specific things either did not happen or happened differently. Yeah. Well, I mean, where the, the point of view is so important in this specific instance with Gurgen because of course Gurgen is going to seem like the center of the universe to Naya who is his not only are they brother and sister but they're twins and it's emphasized highly throughout the book series the connection that they have and that sort of idea that maybe their duality as twins is not unlike the duality of the Skeksis and the Mystics and how um, they sort of their relationship feels like two parts of one um as well and so that it's it's like a really that connection is is really highly emphasized and so yeah when you're looking at um the part in age of resistance when rian and gurgen are stealing mira's essence 
um, and they're under the table and like the, the argument between the scientist and the Chamberlain and then they, they get in the middle of it together and go running off and then they become sort of fugitives together in that moment and that point their paths diverge. Rian goes on ahead and Gurjan gets captured ultimately. Jamie, you're absolutely right. There is a point where in the novels it's implied that they don't know where Gurjan is. They imply that Rian and Gurjan have both taken off and run off. Well, if this story is from Naya's point of view, it would make sense that she would kind of spin it that way or she would remember it that way because she didn't know where Gurjan was. And to her, the only thing that mattered in the story was Gurjan. Whereas we were seeing it from Rian's point of view, Rian was there. <laughs> Rian saw that Gurjan was captured right away and all he knew was that he had to get away with Mira's essence. So that I could easily, I, I could explain with like a, that's where point of view comes in and warps specific little details that ultimately aren't relevant to the overall story and the plot, but it's relevant to the specific characters telling the story. So for Naya, all she knows is my brother's a fugitive, he, or not necessarily a fugitive, but he's a, he's like a heretic. He's, he's spoken out against the Skeksis. They're after him. I have to go find him and solve this problem. Rian's secondary to Naya, but from Age of Resistance, Rian's the main character, so Gurjan is, and, and Naya are more secondary from the perspective of Age of Resistance. And I, I did say, I will say though, there is a, a part in the novels, I don't remember if it's still in Shadows or if it's in um, the second book or not, but when they finally reunite with Gurjan and he's been held prisoner at the castle. So we see the moment in the show where Gurjan starts to um, like get drained and he's being held captive and he's being sort of tortured. You know, we see a little bit of that in the show, but in the books, it's emphasized that he is just drained and he is like next to death and he's gone and he's emaciated and he doesn't even look like himself and most of his essence is gone. And like, of course, it's going to look that way from Naya's perspective as his sister. So it's little things like that that just overall are that kind of defines the tone of the differences throughout the whole book series. It's like, so for the most part, the events line up. It's the same story, but certain things are emphasized when it relates to certain characters and certain other things are emphasized in the show and they don't necessarily match. They're just, they're like the different sides of the, of the puzzle that are shaped differently, but they kind of fit together anyway. So... It's, it's a lot of things like that, but I will say the differences start to be a little less frequent by the time you get to Flames. Um, a lot of the events line up pretty evenly, it's just we're seeing them from totally different points of view. Um, and, not to ramble on for an hour, but but yeah, there the part with um, the archer and how he ends up sort of sacrificing himself to defeat the other half... Um, and defeat the hunter. That still happens, um, but it's the details of it are different in the novel. So it's like, it's sort of like with any myth where it's like this big, amazing thing happened and we all remember that it happened, but the details are different depending on who's telling the story. Well, yeah, he, he jumped off a cliff and sacrificed himself that way. And no, he stabbed himself with an arrow and he sacrificed himself that way because those are actually the differences. And in one, you know, in the show, he jumps off the cliff. In the book, he like shanks himself. <laughs> um, 
and the ultimate message is the same. The meaning of the of the moment is the same, but the details of how it happened get twisted and manipulated depending on who's telling the story. So I'm still um, I'm, I'm hyper aware of that angle. I was trying to remind myself of that when I found myself at first getting frustrated that, oh, that it's different in the books, like as I'm watching it on, on the show and going, oh, that's not exactly what happened. I had to like, wait, it, it is. It's just someone else is telling the story. So I don't know if you guys have any more elaborations on that, but that was sort of my takeaway as somebody who read the books in completion before watching Age of Resistance. That was sort of my takeaway from it. Um, yeah, I like, I, I, I guess, yeah, for me, it's like, yeah, before, yeah, before watching the show, I, I, I sort of, sort of thought, oh, you know, it, w- it would not have any connections at all. I thought the books are really going to be its own thing and that the show was going to be its own thing. So I definitely applaud them for actually like try and, um, yeah, make those connections, um, when they can. And like, I mean, and that's the thing, like even with flames, like, you know by that time like they sort of i mean joe i think i think even with i think with tides especially with tides and flames he definitely had the outlines of you know what's going to happen with the show but i think i it's one of those things wherever ties was written uh before the show was developing a little bit more because i know there were certain characters that were missing um but definitely like but yeah like even with flames that you know there are still qu- quite a few differences from what we see in the show versus the books and i kind of felt like from that because they weren't going to match up and i think that sort of gave joe a bit more freedom to be like oh you know you can do 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 as much as you can to connect the books but sort of make it its own thing at the same time so i could definitely understand you know why yeah sort of went in a bit of a direction you know with not matching up like how Irva died and um and there was even a couple little twists i think that happened um yeah with 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 the, with the end of flames of the dark crystal that we don't see in the show so um so it, and with some of those moments where it's like oh i'm very curious how those are going to come into play in in a season two should it should it happen um but yeah yeah but it is very interesting about the canon and um like how it's all sort of established like at the moment it's sort of categorized by you know, you got the young adult books, your comics, your other books, and then on screen. And I, I actually thought what was, you know, if that would, like, I, I sort of had another thought about with the canon, um, if they were going to do it as sort of like a hierarchy kind of thing, where it's like, you know, the on screens, you know, the top layer of canon, then the comics, then the young adult books, and then so on. Um, but I, I don't know, like, if that's the way to go about it or just you know you know and but at the same time it's sort of like i kind of like that um that it is very open i guess because it gives like each writer you know sort of an opportunity to sort of write their own story i mean granted i would love i mean i i would have loved if they were all connected in some way like it would be it would be pretty cool like if they were able to but i think um especially with the young adult novels because of um the development really dramatically changed like once the show got the green light and it's like oh no we're doing as puppets now um i think that really sort of changed the course for a few things um you know with the young adult novel books um and um 
and as well as i mean and, and as well as some of the other things that they had in develop um that came out i think um legends of, of, the, of the dark crystal um that's definitely one of my favorite um stories from from the dark crystal lore but i know there are some differences there now well one in regards to the timeline that it takes place it essentially takes place between looking at it now between season one at you know between season one and 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 the dark crystal film uh but you have characters like uh, uh skaklak um you know who of course died at the end of the show who appears in this comic but it doesn't make sense you know canonically because it's like well because the book comes you know in the timeline it's much later that sort of thing so um there are quite a few like things that i think yeah i mean for me it's sort of like ah oh, you just have to be uh, have to be as open as you can be i guess and in regards and to then sort of are they taking, yeah and then are they taking popularity into account as well kind of like what star wars did with the whole like well you know the fans don't really like these um extended universe books so we're just gonna call them legends and they're not canon anymore things like that which i have my own opinions on separately but um but in terms of what you're talking about with with legends and um even with the the gartham wars uh manga series it's like are they they very well could be taking things into consideration of which of these things are a little more mainstream and which ones are a little more like only the hardcore fans have read those you know and um and in my head, I'm like, are there casual Dark Crystal fans? <laughs> but but there are, apparently. That's a thing. Um, but the fact that they chose to market the YA novels as though they were a direct companion with Age of Resistance and the fact that they, they really wanted us to know, like, there is no ambiguity about the fact that Age of Resistance is a direct prequel to the film. You know, that's, that's not open for interpretation. Um... So there is that sort of unspoken hierarchy, as you say, of like which things we're meant to consider more important to the canon. Um, I'm saying canon with air quotes than <laughs> um, than other things that that maybe they're assuming a lot of fans wouldn't have read that. So we're not really counting it. And yeah, some sort of statement on that really it is important to polish that. And to, to make it concise what the intention is. So even if that's saying none of these things are not considered relevant to the story, even if that's making the official announcement that all of these things are from different points of view, so they're going to vary, but that doesn't mean they don't, like, one's considered canon and one's not. It's just from a certain point of view, and they're different, you know, that the way I was explaining it earlier, how it's just like mythology told from different points of view, even if they made a statement on that, it would, I think, help with so much of the ambiguity of people wondering, like, because the fans have kind of taken it upon themselves to deduce that <laughs> based on, just based on context, as opposed to the fact that um, there was never any official statement made regarding what what's canon, what in the timeline counts as cohesive, lore and what is history and what is fan fiction <laughs> until um, until the website was updated and yeah. i would consider that as a statement where yeah. they made a whole lineup and they said okay films here's canon yeah. in the films these are canon these films right here are the show and the film those are canon the comics yeah. these are canon mm -hmm. and they went down the list and yeah. i we had a discussion on 
about this on or in the Crystal Shard, and there was a little bit of, um, I don't know, so much disagreement, but people were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And I my perception was that with under the banner of canon, each thing is their own universe. The films in the show belong together. These... Um, the manga or whatever, those belong together. And then the power of the dark crystal and this, this belong together to me, it's completely obvious. So within Canon, there are separate groups. Um, however, what isn't in that group is beneath the power of the dark crystal. No, no. Um, which, which I'm glad cause it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely, yeah, it definitely, um, <laughs> wasn't, um, yeah, the best of, dark crystal storytelling um I, I, like i remember what like starting off with issue one and you know like power of the dark crystal it is a hit and miss but i was sort of a bit open with beneath i'm like you know i'm, I'm hoping it's gonna be you know it, I, I was hoping it'd be okay it'd be because it's sort of like this is you know the aftermath aftermath of what happens to power and it's just going to be like the rebuilding process sort of thing and like it started off not, not too bad but then yeah as a sort of got on later on it's sort of like yeah um yeah just just wasn't yeah it just wasn't that great unfortunately well i think um, you had yeah they, they just had uh storytellers who weren't invested in the world and they said well here you can make a comic and come up with a story as opposed to you have jeff and will who um contributed to the story of the new comics which i haven't read i will um, and yeah. they, they're in universe, they're, they're, um, they share continuity with the films and the show. So, you know, and there's a lot of impetus for people to go out in there and buy them, which brings me back to this one point where I don't like, you've been, we, people have made posts in the crystal shard. Should we go buy the books? And my question, my answer is, I don't know. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? And not to say what's the point, because number one, I love Joe's writing. I know okay. he's gotten some criticism. I love his writing. When I read Shadows, I was completely drawn into this world. Like, I could feel the texture of the throb that I met when I first saw The Dark Crystal. I felt yeah. it. It was real. It was a lot. His writing yeah. is spectacular. Um, yeah. And I'm sure the other books are really great. So when I say I don't know if you should buy the books, it's not because Joe Lee isn't a great writer. He is a great writer. Um, my thing is, I don't, I don't know if it's going to, add to but at the same time i need to probably be careful for the sake of balance because maybe i should read them and then decide for myself i think you should and i you will see me on those comment threads on the shard where people go should i read them and my answer is a resounding yes because it to me it really enhances and shows a different it sheds a light on parts of age of resistance that aren't getting as much focus um, so it's, I don't think that it, you know, somebody commented that the books fly in the face of the events of Age of Resistance. And I can see why somebody might have that opinion, but honestly, it's, I didn't interpret it that way at all. I saw it as, well, we're seeing somebody else's side of the story that wasn't in focus in Age of Resistance, but the tone, the flavor, the colors, the, uh, Joe painted a picture of this world of Thra that even though there are discrepancies in specific events and specific minute details of characters and things like that, the flavors and the tone are still very cohesive and very much the same as what we get in Age of Resistance. They do fit together very well. 
um, nothing about the world he's describing contradicts Age of Resistance at all. And it's very clear that he is one of the consultants and writers on Age of Resistance because that voice is still present. They do feel very cohesive. The difference is, I, I mean, I go back to it again, the difference is primarily are just chalked up to storytelling from different points of view. And um, also I, Jane Lee wrote episode two of Age of Resistance. Exactly. One of my favorite episodes in the show. Exactly. That opening, the, I mean, oh my God, that episode yeah. two is amazing. Fantastic. And, and shaping the entire podling language um, and serving as a consultant for the entire show um, for the events of the story and things like that. And I, I also think it is important to note the way that Jolie was chosen in the first place to write these stories, that entire author quest process. The fact that Henson Company didn't just go out, hire a writer, and say, here's what we want you to write about, write us a book. The fact that they instead opened it up to the fans, to anyone, regardless of writing experience, and started that author quest process of saying, here are the here's the general guidelines of what we want incorporated in a story here are the things you we want you to stay consistent with but other than that the characters you choose to write about that's completely up to you you have free reign tell us a story and accepted thousands upon thousands of of stories from fans not from hired big name writers but from fans who are as we well know the Dark Crystal fandom is one that is very creative and very artistic. And that was just the smartest choice that the Henson Company could have made to open up, to entrust the fandom like that and to say, we want you guys to tell us what you want to see in a world expansion here. And the fact that Joe Lee was chosen that way as sort of, it's almost like he was the chosen representative of the fandom because he was one of us. He wasn't just some big name writer that they hired because it would look good on a book cover. He was somebody who represented our spirit as a fandom. And I think that we should never forget that when we consider um, the tone of his writing and how it's cohesive with the, with the rest of the world that's been established. That author quest, like, more fandoms could stand to do something like that. Can you, can you imagine if the Star Wars universe did something <laughs> like author quest instead of just being like, yeah, let's get Jon Favreau. People like Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, and that's the thing. Like, um, with the young, with the young adult novel books, um, that like they do add, you know, an extra layer. Like, really getting to know more about the world of Thra, and and especially getting to learn more about the different clans. Um, I think that especially going into Songs of the Dark Crystal with with the Vaporin and and the the Grotten clan, sort of getting to know a lot about how those two clans are, you know, are very connected um yeah you know once you know vaporous from the you know it's always sort of stated that vaporin's the highest and grotten's are the lowest but they both are very common um with, with each other yeah how how they're the story that about how they started from two sisters two sister gelfling and one stayed above ground to look to the future and the other stayed below ground to preserve the history is such a good that's such a good folk tale and that's the sort of thing that I think is really, if we're going to say that things are consistent in the Dark Crystal canon, it's that, that sort of folktale style, that storytelling style of myths through the ages. But yeah, that sort of, that fairy tale, that mythos, that, that folktale 
you can just imagine somebody sitting around a, a campfire telling these stories to their children and their grandchildren and those stories change through the ages and um that's just the origin of the of the different clans and those stories are really expanded on in the Jolie books and and if there you came if you came away from Age of Resistance going oh man I really liked that Tavra character I would have loved to see that sister dynamic more from her perspective read the books because you got a bunch of Tavra um if you're if you came away from the books going oh man the Sifa clan that was really cool but we only got like one or two episodes where we really got to see them and Annika's really interesting what's her deal like read the books you get a lot more Annika you get a lot of really interesting story stuff and you know at the end of the day just like with anything else you do have the freedom to pick and choose what you like and what you don't like I mean we can all agree that the majority of the Dark Crystal fandom collectively rejected Power of the Dark Crystal and beneath the Power of the Dark Crystal and um, they just kind of in our heads you know go Ugh. Not necessarily saying that I feel that way as well, but I know, I understand why, you know, we want to collectively say, ah, that doesn't count. So, you know, we have that freedom as well, but to people who are wondering out there, to the fans who are wondering, should I read the books, do they contradict the show too much, I would say, to read read them. If, if you came away from Age of Resistance just wanting more of that world, at the end of the day, that's what you get with the books, more of that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's four books to them, and... Um, I, I think like for me, you know, w- with these books, um, really the podcasts would not have happened without the books because th- that, that was really what started the podcast trial by stone in the first place was, well, what was the website of course, and, and, and the contests of course, but then, you know, once it was announced that Joe won and you know, that, you know, that these books were going to happen. I mean, at the start, it was only going to be the one book. And then, you know, having Joe as sort of on the very first episode, being able to interview him and chat about his um, short story entry and just talking about just his love uh, for the Dark Crystal was amazing. And it's something I do remind myself that, you know, the the books was really what started this podcast in the first place. So like, yeah, it just would not have existed without Shadows of the Dark Crystal. So it's like, you know, that's the thing, like I'm like, yeah yeah you know there are differences here and there and you know you know initially i was bummed but at the end of the day i'm just like but you know i i really like i enjoyed the books and i think that's the thing it's like as long as you enjoy them you know that's really what it matters and um yeah and and just the podcast just would not exist without (laughs) without shadows of the dark crystal it's yeah and 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 it's like you know this journey that i've had and and of course yourself jamie you know in in the early years you know we're doing all these interviews and it's it's been it's been an incredible ride and especially having you Sydney, you know being part of the part of the show it's um you know we've got so much um discussions to look forward to like you know i, I feel like we're still only touching upon age of resistance like you know as we're starting to get into these character discussions but like yeah and and like i guess yeah that's the thing with stories like they're, they're always going to be hits and misses but i think for me it's like you know i i think if there, th- if there are things that I don't like, I'm sort of like, oh, you know what, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll move on to the next thing, you know, accept it what it is and just sort of, I think I'm, I think I'm a bit more open. I think I, I think it's just like, I just don't have time to be like really angry and write, you know, oh, I need to attack all these writers, you know, like some other <laughs> fandoms would do like, oh, I'm going to attack these people for what they've done, that, that sort of thing. I'm just like, yeah, that that's, and, but that's just not me. It's, you know, 
um i know we, there in are general, people, yeah. we as a fandom have learned to be grateful yeah yeah for what yeah. we get <laughs> and, and and i think for dark crystal fandom i think we're, we're i think we're doing pretty good um you know compared to other fandoms um so oh, for yeah, sure yeah. and i mean we're we're so lucky in the sense that and i've said this before and i'll say it till i die we got a masterpiece of a show how that how they made that show how it came out is unthinkable that we got a show with 10 episodes almost 10 hours long that that is just mind-blowingly good it could have gone so wrong it could have been so bad really um and instead everyone involved were like no we have to honor the original film these characters have to honor the original film the aesthetics have to honor the original can't look and feel brand new it has to feel like the world that i mean and they got it right time after time after time. And even yeah. in this discussion of canon and, you know, does this match up? Does that doesn't match up? The reality is, as I've said before, the books that Joe Lee wrote are incredible. And his, his feel for Thra, his feel for the language, his feel for the, how the world is just alive yeah. is incredible. He was able to capture something so visual in a literary way. And I mean, books are great that way because you can, your mind is imagining what it's seeing. And Mm -hmm. for those books, so certainly the first one, which I've read, I was just seeing this world for the first time again, much like we saw it with age of resistance. So I think, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be interesting to see like if they release more, um, what, what that's going to be like, if there's another series, another season, lots more to talk about. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's it's going to be really interesting times. I mean, of course, we're going to get these um, reference books that are going to come out later this year with the, the Dark Crystal uh, Bestiary and um, the Songs of the Seven Gelfling Clans. So I know Joe's writing the Songs of the Seven Gelfling Clans. So that'd be very interesting to see how... Yeah, I think it'd be more interesting moving forward with all these books if they're going, you know, how closer they'll tie more in to the on-screen canon, the Dark Crystal Age Resistance, or whether they'll still continue to be sort of, yeah, it's own thing, you know, much like what the canon is, you know, with the, you know, each thing being its own little um, section. So, yeah. And, and I mean, the good thing now is actually, um, I know we've had with the comics, um, Age Resistance, I think issue eight, of course, you know, with all this, um, the COVID-19 virus, that, you know, sort of delayed comics a lot uh, recently. But now that, uh they've uh, got a release date for that now so issue eight is coming out on june the 10th um so which is good so be able to at least get that final part of the um the hop and buffinius storyline that's um, i know yeah yeah so it'll hop and barf yeah exactly yeah so there's you know like even though like yeah we're still we're still waiting for you know what's going to happen with the future of you know age of resistance um there's still you know quite a few things to look forward to with the books but yeah i mean overall it's like you know I, i'm glad that they updated the website i know there's some yeah little like interesting things about the website that you know i i think i saw i think in the dark crystal film timeline that there's still that sample video of like this big large rabbit that's still on the website which i don't know why it's there and and um i liked how they renamed things like i think with the timeline i think they call it they renamed it to ages of thra i think it used to be called mythology but then it, but then it became ages of thra which makes sense of course but yeah so it's, it's been good that they've you know at least got it slightly updated they still need to update entries like with the um i know like with the young adult 
novels or the you know they haven't written anything for tides or flames of the dark crystal so it's still it's still i think i think the website's still in progress in, in a way so so it'll be very interesting i i know with you know beneath not being there whether that's going to be something they'll probably get updated in probably a year's time who knows <laughs> but yeah yeah but the official dark crystal social media has been really active in the last couple of days as well which has raised a lot of questions in the fandom like what does this mean because every little movement yeah every little whisper phil and mm -hmm. i talked about this when your podcast was i don't think i was on the show but we were talking about it privately like why is why is the dark crystal facebook page so active like this it's got to yeah. be for some reason and yeah um they're continuing to be active but also i think if they want a second season they have to prove a second season um mm -hmm. and we had the throthon which we're gonna have a, yeah. a couple more coming up which we're gonna yeah. announce through crystal shard but mm -hmm. and the, the show has trended on netflix in the past yeah. few weeks because of it so i think all of that activity points to and i don't know what this means but Netflix just cashed out $10 billion in bonds so that they yeah. could put it for new content. And I think a lot of it is is because of the new world that we're living in. And yeah. a lot of that world is a world at home and that might last for the next couple of years. Even as things relax, we're not going to be the kind of world. So what are people going to be doing? They're going to be home watching shows. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this bodes well for uh, a, second, a season two announcement. Oh, come on, Netflix. Yeah. I know, so. I know. Just renew it, Netflix. I mean, that, yeah, just renew it. Like, I think, you know, every, everyone's ready. I think, you know, yeah. even I made the tweet. I think, you know, Victor's ready. And I know there's quite a people, you know, involved in the show. They're like, they're all ready. So it's like, it, I, I think, and I think Henson Company, I think they're ready too. I think, you know, we're just, we're, we're all just waiting for Netflix to <laughs> to make the call. And um, yeah, so. And for the apocalypse. We're having a party that day. We're going to have a party oh, yeah. that day. They re Oh, yeah. renewal. oh my god yeah phil's flying to california yeah we're all going <laughs> to the beach um <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's it's happening yeah. get ready Book your tickets. Our hazmat suits yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well i mean you know i'm gonna assume that the clouds are gonna part and the virus is gonna wither and die on yeah. the day that they announce a season two um you know all the the murder hornets are gonna go home and <laughs> where it, it's going to be a party. Totally. It's going to be, we're going to get lit thrust style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. So no, we've got a lot to look forward to, but yeah, I know we still got our fingers crossed for that season two. Um, I think, like you said, Jamie, that, you know, it, it is kind of weird that, you know, that we've got the first, we've pretty much got the first and third act, but we don't have the second act. And I think it's definitely important that we, you know, that we really hope that we'll be able to get this, you know, this second act uh, sort of told and that really bridges the gap um, between Age of Resistance and, and the Dark Crystal. Our Helm's yeah. Deep. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. also, uh, I think a good sign for Wars. us and a good sign for um, the show and the season two is that Henson has now inked a deal with um, Apple apple whatever their streaming services for fraggle rock i think that's where it's going yep um, mm -hmm. apple so, tv apple tv and i think that means people want the henson properties people are interested yeah. in the henson properties so that makes the dark crystal more viable 
to the Henson property or to yeah. Netflix. Yeah, and then yeah. of course um, they, they've got that other show that's going to come out on Disney Plus, um, which I've forgotten yes, the name of the, the show, but it was about that talking the talking alien chat show kind of thing. Um, but there's a Muppet yeah. show coming on Disney Plus as well. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, um, yeah, and there Netflix is. Netflix is going to have to yeah. compete with that. You know what I mean? Like Henson fan, they don't want to lose all their Henson fans to Disney Plus because there's already a lot of confusion among a lot of the fans who. Um, think that Henson is owned by Disney just because, you know, they had, we all grew up with the VHSs and most of Jim Henson VHSs were put out in partnership with Disney. And, um, you know, there's Muppet stuff at Disneyland because Disney owns the, the Muppets, but not Henson overall. But there is a lot of confusion in the fandoms. And you see that in the comment threads. A lot of people are going, why isn't this on Disney Plus? Um, and so Netflix, I think, has to be aware of that and compete with that putting out a season two for dark crystal would be the perfect way to get to keep those fans from uh leaving netflix and going over to disney plus or apple tv in this case (laughs) i think the reality of what the dark crystal is when you have a, a product like that that is so successful even if it's not a huge viewership tons of viewership numbers they have a a product that has lived up to the legacy that Jim Henson created. They made a a prequel show to his, what he called his most favorite thing that he's ever done. Um, So to have ownership of that property, to say, we help produce a world that Jim Henson called his most favorite, Mm -hmm. that's priceless. So it's only a win-win for them. Mm, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, time will tell essentially, so. Hopefully we don't have to wait like lots of trines. <laughs> to... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the big question, I guess, you know? Um, but yeah, no, we, we're certainly wishing, hoping for all the best and yeah, you know, yeah. Just got to see what happens. Fingers crossed. Yeah. All four, all four fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, we'll have to wrap up for this episode of trial by stone again. Thank you so much, Sydney and, and Jamie for being on the show. And yeah, I mean, we've, we've got so many more discussions to come you know this isn't really the end of the podcast like you know we're we're still going to keep making more episodes we've got a lot of interviews to look forward to um it's you know it's still a great time to be a fan of of the dark crystal trial by stone the dark crystal podcast is a production of three point edit If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, visit our website at www.darkcrystalpodcast.com. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone. This podcast is brought to you by ThamesCon, bringing conventions to Oxford and London, including the Great Conjunction, the first ever dark crystal convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com.